Welcome to the Matt Mosley Show. Matt, uh, one more thing before we go to break. Uh, I'll play some audio from Mike Garofalo. I, I've unlocked the uh, the Eagles head coach last name dilemma, so I'll, I'll let you hear how it's pronounced. Their head coaching job. Today they are speaking with Colts offensive coordinator Nick Sirianni for the position. Sirianni. Okay, Nick Sirianni. All right. By the way, his name is Mike Garofalo. <laughs> <laughs> It's not Garofalo? <laughs> uh-uh. thought it was like Jimmy Garofalo. No, you're thinking there's a there's a former, uh, or she's still a comedian, named Jeannie uh, Garofalo. But Mike is Garofalo. Mm. It's actually a, actually an old buddy. All right, <laughs> Not Steven. anymore. <laughs> just hammered us. We ought to get Mike on. This is the Matt Mosley Show. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox, ESPN Central Texas. And it's with heavy hearts we come to you today. You may have seen by now uh, the death at age 86 of Hank Aaron, Henry Hank Aaron, Hamron Hank, as he was known for all those years, the home run king. And I know technically... He was passed by Barry Bonds, but I think for a lot of us, he'll always be the home run king. And as he was getting ready to pass Babe Ruth um, for that uh, 715th home run in 19, April of 1974, um, it, was, uh, it was really, you know, you, it was standing room only. To see that in Atlanta, and but I, I think what uh, folks now know is that Hank was under a lot of uh, not only a lot of pressure, but it was very late in his career. In fact, he had started his career in 1955 in the major leagues, so he was in the he was basically went to All Star games for 20 seasons, played 23 seasons in all. Um, but it it uh, it became very apparent down the stretch there as he was getting ready to break Babe's record of he he received a lot of hate mail and it was uh, a lot of it was racially charged and he just handled it with so much grace like he did the rest of his life but he held on to some of those. Uh, some of those letters over the years, and Stephen, I was uh, referring back to it and looking at that today, and uh, it was sort of remarkable of like what uh, what he was able to to deal with and uh, and 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 be able to perform through. But uh, Hammer and Hank, in his own way, was just he was. You know, he might not have been as known as Jim Brown and Bill Russell for uh, civil rights, the movement of civil rights, but in his own sort of understated way, Hank Aaron uh, did as much as just about anyone. And um, he was, uh, he just went about it in a different way. And he came from the South, born in Mobile, Alabama. And Stephen, I can't help but think there are probably folks who, in our listening audience who saw him play and saw him in person at some point. And um, 
Uh, if you want to sound off on your remembrances of, uh, of Hank Aaron, um, feel free to call us or you can uh, text in, and that's 254-662-1660. And uh, Stephen, I was struck this morning by looking at uh, the words of Vin Scully, who they were playing the Dodgers, the uh, the Atlanta Braves had only been the Atlanta Braves for nine years. In 1974, they'd been the Milwaukee Braves before that. But uh, as, uh, uh, as, as he crossed home plate and he was embraced by his teammates and, in fact, his parents, Herbert and Estella, Aaron, were there to celebrate with him, Vin Scully said these words, What a marvelous moment for baseball. What a marvelous moment for Atlanta and the state of Georgia. What a marvelous moment for the country and the world. A black man is getting a standing ovation in the Deep South for breaking the record of an all-time baseball idol. And it is a great moment for all of us. Stephen, I, mean, it, I would say that Vince Coley had a, had a little bit of a flair for the moment. And uh, to say those words at that time... Uh, pretty outstanding but uh i i just uh felt like we needed to open the show today we got a lot of stuff to talk about we got steve rodrigo rodriguez the great uh rodrigo himself going to join us today at 140 the baylor baseball coach we got a lot to cover with him but uh steven a uh a tough day for everyone across baseball and everyone who loves sports losing Hank Aaron. Just a, a sad day. Uh, Hank obviously lived a, a very, you know, long and amazing life, but um, sad to see a, a legend like that go. And, yeah, that, that Vince Scully quote is uh, is incredible. I hadn't, I guess, paid that much attention to that call before or heard that. Um, but I, I know going um, just throughout history and I can't remember where exactly I was but I, I wasn't at the the um, Hall of Fame in Cooperstown I've never I've never been there but I was at some sort of um, you know baseball museum that had a lot of Hank Aaron memorabilia and he there were letters from um, mainly like opposing fans but even people in Atlanta as he was approaching that 715 mark and they were just so you know filled with hate and um, they didn't want him to break Babers record and they wanted him to quit and stop playing um so just the perseverance he showed was was incredible and uh such a consistent player too i mean never hit over 50 home runs in a season but just you know would hit 44 32 25 and played for such a long time that he was able to uh eventually surpass that mark so longevity and the consistency was was amazing and uh it was really awesome to see him throughout the years at like all-star games and um, just sport sporting events uh, around the country as he kind of got to I'm glad he got to sort of soak in um, a lot of the remembrances of of his career after the fact but I know that was really difficult in that time um, in, in what he was dealing with as he was approaching that record yeah and I, I, I think you're right the uh, if you want to weigh in two five four six six two sixteen sixty or call in it's fine uh, some of you guys out there actually saw Hank Aaron uh, <clears throat> play at some point. And even now, 44 years later, after his uh, uh, removed from his last game, Stephen, 
Um, ranks first on baseball's all-time list of RBIs, 2,297. Second in home runs, obviously, with 755. Third in hits, fourth in runs. And um, his career batting average was 305. You, you don't think of home run hitters generally with uh, always with extremely high averages. Um, Barry Bonds did. Uh, in part because, uh, well, he, he, <laughs> it was, uh, there was a lot to it. Um, a lot of, a lot of, uh, home run hitters these days get walked a ton. And so it's changed. I would say that when Hank was playing, I'm not saying he didn't get walked sometimes, but there was a different approach that pitchers had. And there was, uh, they, they didn't like the thought of having to walk a player. They, it was more a time when you went right at people. And so um, the Hank Aaron Award has been given to the top hitter in each league as voted on by fans and media annually since 1999. That goes back a, a ways. But he was born Henry Lewis Aaron, February 5th, 1934, in, um, in Mobile, Alabama. And uh, so it's just uh, and in that uh, that momentous uh, night in Atlanta, uh, it was the Dodgers lefty Al Downing on the on the mound and Hank Aaron put it over the left field fence. And as I recall, the Dodgers had a, a pitcher at the time who would go on to become the Rangers uh, pitching coach later in life. And the, the pitcher's name was Tom House. And I believe it was Tom House who was in the bullpen uh, at, at uh, would that have been Atlanta County Stadium or Atlanta Fulton County Stadium? Anyway, um, he caught the, the home run ball. And I can't, you know, I'm sure he gave it to the Aaron family. It may be in Cooperstown now for all we know. But, uh, but yeah, Tom House caught that ball and then, Stephen, uh, interestingly, Tom House now is known for working with some of the top quarterbacks uh, in the NFL and uh, has been kind of a quarterback guru to people like Tom Brady. Um, can't remember if he's worked with Mahomes. Sort of feel like he may have. Uh, I believe he has worked with Breeze. So just an interesting little tidbit there on the side. 254-662-1660 if you would like to talk about Hank Aaron. But uh, Stephen, just a, I would say, all the way around a sad day, but also a joyful day in the sense that uh, I don't think the game of baseball, I mean, we're, we're there, you know, in some ways <clears throat> I, would, I would say that people, and, and it would help to have people like my dad's age who's in his 70s, you know, they. I, I think Willie Mays was probably maybe a more beloved player than Hank Aaron. Um, uh, just, just the, sort of the way he played the game. But just Hank, man, had a way about him and the way he carried himself and the grace and and everything. But uh, I mean, even many, many years later, uh, he had comments and he would say things that not necessarily everybody loved, but. Uh, that kind of show, showed that 
he his his place in the civil rights era and the the marches and the I mean that but he he knew he just really really was uh, an incredibly thoughtful person in that area and uh, and and again just a uh, a tough tough day for everybody who loves sports because uh, when it comes to baseball there may have been more beloved players I don't know that there were more important players is is maybe how I would put it when it comes to uh uh, players over the years. Yeah, Matt, Ron and Waco chimed in on the text line and said uh, his family moved around a lot. He lived in Atlanta in the early 70s, and he got to see Hank Aaron in person multiple times. Um, he said he had a, a sweet swing, and he used to interact with the fans all the time um, down near the, you know, when he was taking a batting practice or when he was in the on-deck circle. Uh, seemed like a, a very genuine and, and kind man, so he uh, really cherish those memories growing up there in Atlanta in, in the early 70s and seeing those Braves teams. Thank you, Ron. That's good stuff. Um, I, I, do, I do remember hearing that in the lead-up to breaking uh, Babe Ruth's 714 home runs, uh, in the lead-up to that, Stephen, uh, players, some of his teammates would, uh, especially his black teammates, would uh, joke with him like, I don't know. If I really want to be sitting next to you on the uh, in the dugout, and it it, ju- it was that some of the hatred and some of the uh, things that he was some of the blowback he was getting, it was that real, and um, and I and I just think that's that's what uh, you know, and I'm not I know that's still out there, and there's still some awful things that uh, are said, but boy, that uh, it's amazing that. Uh, Someone that you know that had that kind of career, even toward the end of his career, was still facing that kind of uh, hatred, and and uh, you know you'd like to think, Stephen, we've uh, in some ways we have come a long way in our country. In some ways, it feels like we haven't. Sometimes, so it's uh, it's 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 an amazing uh, it's an amazing thing to think about uh, the life in times of uh, hammering Hank Aaron. If you have uh, remembrances or thoughts on uh, Hank Aaron and and what he meant to baseball, what he meant to everybody, feel free to uh, text us. I know a lot of folks want to get in on that. 254-662-1660. And uh, that is, uh, I would say he was the hero of many a young man. I um, and, and when I say young man, now those young men are in their 60s, 70s, 80s. Uh, I would say, Stephen, the most popular uh, players of that era when Hank was uh, going strong would have been, you know, the, the guys of that age Hank, uh, that, that were watching all that and that are now like in their 70s. Uh, Mickey Mantle would have been probably uh, near the top of that list. I think Hank Aaron, certainly Frank Thomas. Um, and then you go back a little bit and uh, – Al Kaline uh, would certainly be up there, and then, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, it just there was some, you know, there was just and the Yankees had such incredible players that Steve, Stephen, I was looking back at it, the uh, the 
the Braves beat the Yankees, I believe, in either 1957 or 58. And, um, and man, Hank... That season, the Braves the Braves beat the uh, Yankees in that World Series. And that season, I want to say Hank hit something insane. like, Or maybe it was just that series. I, I'll have to look back at that. But uh, he, he hit 393. It may have been in that World Series over the Yankees, 1957. He would have been really... Yeah, the, the regular season, he had a great year. He hit 322 and had 44 home runs. Okay. But I can look at the World Series, too. But he had a, an amazing season that year, and he was, yeah. uh, um, I guess, yeah, he was World Series MVP that year. World Series MVP. So that's what I was looking at. Yeah, hit 393, and and I, I would imagine a few home runs in that series. And uh, so Hank Aaron um, – dead at the age of 86 and uh, we uh, will continue if you have some thoughts and and, uh, things you want to weigh in on um, I know a lot of people do we'll continue to read those throughout the day if you want to text us that's 254-662-1660 we'll even ask uh, coach Rodriguez Steve Rodriguez uh, will join us at uh, 140 here in about 20 minutes and uh, we'll visit with him and I would imagine he'll talk to his players about uh, what Hank Aaron meant to baseball and uh, how just a huge of a figure he was. All right, it is time uh, to continue with the program. And, Stephen, we, uh, we need to do this. We need to get everybody ready for these conference uh, championship games on Sunday. And we will pick these games against the line if you're someone who – yeah, likes to dabble in that world. We may have a little, uh, a little information, a little information for you that we'll share. All of that coming up next. Nobody has a better selection of light and heavy-duty Ram pickup trucks than Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Partly to mostly cloudy skies today. Watch for some areas of fog across the region. High temperatures jumping to 64 degrees. It'll be mostly cloudy tonight. We drop to 51 and mostly cloudy tomorrow with a 20% chance of a shower in the afternoon and a high of 65. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Tim Mulkey and the Lady Bears, all season long, here on the home of Lady Bear Basketball, ESPN Central Texas. It's the Lady Bears in Oklahoma Saturday in the Farrell Center, 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off, 7 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Tune in to Bruce Geetson and Maggie Davis-Stanette for Baylor Lady Bear Basketball, all season long, here on ESPN Central Texas. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. 
Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at PioneerBoys.com. Hey, have you thought about buying your first home and weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? Well, it's Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years, and they are ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score, and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Plus, to make sure you know what to look for, in selecting that perfect home for you and your family, call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco is currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so that you can access our programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Jesse Britt Automotive. UMHB women's basketball came up short last night, losing to Harden Simmons 68 to 55. The crew moves to two and two in conference play. Up next, McMurray and Abilene with a 1 p.m. tip tomorrow. On the men's side, the crew fought back from double digits to get the win over Harden Simmons 77-67. The crew improves to three and zero in conference play and will finish the road trip with McMurray tomorrow at three o'clock. Number nine Lady Bears are back home tomorrow night hosting Oklahoma. Tip is at seven, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Number two Bears at Oklahoma State with a one o'clock tip. You can also hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Elsewhere in the Big 12, number 9 Kansas is at OU, number 14 West Virginia at Kansas, number 5 Texas and TCU, and Iowa State and number 12 Texas Tech have been postponed. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Ah, you hear the music. You know it's time to talk some NFL Conference Championship weekend. And uh, big ones, obviously, NFC squaring off. AFC going to be a huge Sunday afternoon Conference Championship weekend. And uh, let's go to the ESPN Central Texas uh, newsroom. Oh, there's that sounder. We know what that means. And... um, it is uh, it is Stephen Simcox standing by with some breaking news from that Alan Samuel studio. Thanks, Matt. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is standing at the podium for Chiefs media availability. And according to uh, Therese Paler from Yahoo Sports, Pat Mahomes says he just got out of the concussion protocol. So he is no longer in concussion protocol, which would mean he should be good to go for Sunday afternoon. Oh, Stephen, it's it's uh, 
amazing how quick you can recover at times like this. We'll hope that uh, <laughs> you think they. Patrick, what, you think the cognitive test is a little shorter this time? <laughs> I don't know. I hope not. I hope they checked him out. I'm just saying. <laughs> what city are you in? What city are you in, Pat? <laughs> Patrick, are, do you know you're in, in uh, Kansas City? Okay, good, Lubbock, good. close enough. Yeah, Lubbock. That's where you are, bud. We're playing LSU Famously, this uh, Stephen, there was a, uh, there was a, there was a uh, famous Aikman concussion, and uh, it would have happened in one of the conference championship games. And I think it was kind of like, was Aikman going to be ready for the? For the Super Bowl, I'm trying to think what year that was. You'd have to go way back, but that would have been in about 92 or 93. And they were at the hospital with Aikman, and they said exactly what you were just kind of joking about with Mahomes. They said, Troy, do you know where you are? And Troy famously said, Henrietta, which is where he played High school football in Oklahoma. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I said, good to go, bud. Grab the helmet. All right, you're okay. But, uh, yeah, Troy was not doing well at that time. But that was uh, – I'm trying to remember. Somebody might remember that one better than I do. But I do remember something about that story. Henrietta, Oklahoma. Stephen, I believe that's with an I, Henry. Yeah, never. I always forget if it's Henry with a Y or Henry with an I. There are a couple of different Henriettas across this great country. So, uh, Henrietta, Oklahoma, home of uh, Troy Aikman, and also the home of a famous, um, yeah, a famous uh, rodeo man. I can't remember exactly off the top of my head. It was a famous. Uh, famous uh, uh, bull rider that came out of Henrietta, Oklahoma. And then right down the road would have been uh, where Merle Haggard was from, singing, uh, um, I'm a Okie from Muskogee. All right. So there's our Oklahoma history for today. Um, it is uh, the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox rolling along as we do in the 1 o'clock hour. Stephen, let's look at these games. It is the, uh, as we look back over the, uh, the, you know, let's look at first the NFC title game. And we talked a little bit about it yesterday as we started to head that direction. Uh, fortunately, for the most part, players are uh, ready. There's not a whole lot of COVID protocol involved. And, and you've got, uh, well, you've just got two of the all-time greats at quarterback. And, Stephen, I think this is one of those moments I would like you to uh, – and you did this recently, and I really appreciate it, but I'd like you to reinforce it. Uh, you'll recall that at the very first when this trade went down, I did think that it would change the landscape of the NFC with Tom Brady going from the Patriots to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I also felt that, and I said that at the time on Dallas radio, about Brett Favre going to the Vikings. And Brett Favre came within a hair. They went to overtime in that game. Golly, was that the Saints? Saints, yeah, that was the Adrian Peterson fumble game, I believe. Okay, that would have been the Saints. And uh, then, as he tends to do in these games, I've seen 
Brett threw a huge interception. <laughs> Across his body, yeah. It was like and, classic Favre. Uh, that was in the overtime. I saw him throw. I was at the NFC title game where the the Packers were playing. Well, wait, who who went on to play the Patriots in that Super Bowl? And it was the uh, miraculous, the Giants. Yeah, it would have been the Giants and the Packers were playing that NFC title game. And that was the one where, oh, man, I'm trying to think who that would have been for the Giants. Was it Corey Webster? Anyway, yeah, Favre threw a horrible pick late in that one. And I want to say the Giants won that game like 31-27. It may have been. Corey Webster, one of those uh, one of those Giants deep, uh, cornerbacks, and they picked him off, and then the Giants went on and they won that Super Bowl. That You're was right, yeah. Corey Webster, Corey Webster picks it off in overtime. That would have uh, been uh, Brett Favre. That was uh, that was the year the Cowboys had had a great season under Wade Phillips, and in the divisional game. Uh, Tony Romo and the Cowboys, and I want to say they had like a 17-7 lead in that game. They were really looking good, and Eli went down the field quickly on them in that divisional game at the uh, toward the end of the half, and maybe they made it 17-10, and then the Giants obviously went on to win that game, and the Cowboys were thrown in the end zone late, Romo, and Stephen, I don't know, sometimes people blame Patrick Creighton for something that happened. I never understood. I never totally understood that if he ran the wrong route or whatever, because it looked like the throw was high. He had, he had but, a drop, yeah, but it was it was behind him. I mean, the throw was behind him, but he had a. Oh, even before that that fateful throw, you're saying he had a drop, maybe like on third and ten or something like that. Yeah, it was. Uh, I can't remember what kind of route he was running, but if he caught it. There was a lot of room in front of him. You know, it was like a catch-and-run situation. Uh, and and it maybe it would have been a first down. Yeah, yeah it yeah, was behind okay. him, but it, he, he should have caught it. All right, all right. We're going back to all our fateful Cowboys days. And then, of course, uh, they were not able to get it done. And then uh, by 2010, Wade Phillips was a goner halfway through that season. I understand you and Q caught up with Wade Phillips recently, uh, Stephen. Now, Let's look at this game, though, uh, Stephen. Do you? What's the late? What's the latest line you have seen for this uh, for this Packers uh, Bucks game? We got Packers as three and a half point favorites uh, against the Bucks on Sunday. All right. Tell you what, I'm going to do. I am going to pick. The Bucks to cover the three and a half, but the but the Packers to win. I do like the Packers at Lambeau. Um, I think the other day I was leaning on the Packers winning big, and I just started thinking about the fact that, well, one Tampa Bay has already beaten them up earlier this year. I mean, it was a weird game. I remember watching it and. Green Bay kind of came back and got back in that game, and it was one where uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers had kind of a fun touchdown celebration, and he did like a – it wasn't the discount double check, but it was something – you know, he it was uh, like he did a skit. He You know, you remember that, Stephen? It was like a sketch 
from an old uh, living in, in living color deal. And he, and he did something really funny like that, and they ended up getting killed in that game. I mean, Tampa Bay beat the dog out of them. So I I don't know exactly, you know, how to how to measure that, how that all fits in. I mean, I in in fact, I'm just kind of um, I'm just, as I sit here and think about it, I'm just like, what in the world? Because they have been so great this year, and Rodgers has been so great. Stephen, what? I mean, has Rodgers, is he our, is he the shoe-in MVP candidate, would you say? I mean, is there any I, – I, Josh Allen's had a great year. Would you would you say that he's hands down the MVP? I think so, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, you mentioned Allen. He's had a great year. Obviously, Mahomes has been really good again, but he hasn't been, uh, you know, overwhelming like he was last season. I, I, think it's, I think it's Aaron Rodgers for sure. Okay, so we think Aaron Rodgers MVP. Stephen, what do you have? I've got, uh, I've got the 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 Bucks to cover, and the in the Green Bay to win. This is tough because, as you mentioned, the Bucks did beat them soundly earlier this season. Uh, but I like the Packers here, and I think they cover. I think they win and cover. Um, I, I just, I, I really have been impressed with the job Matt Lafleur's done since he got in there, getting Aaron Rodgers to buy into, you know, leaning on that run game a little bit. Um, I, I feel like that offense is uh, is a well-oiled machine, even with, you know, aside from Devontae Adams, it's a lot of anonymous weapons for the most part. Uh, but Rodgers does a such good such a good job of, of running that thing. And then um, defensively, I, I feel like they're going to be able to get after Brady and bother him. So uh, I, I like the Packers to, to win and obviously cover as well. All right. Um, the other one, Stephen, give us the line real quick. The uh... – so I keep uh, I keep refreshing here because I'm trying to see if anybody reacts to this Mahomes news. Um, okay, I, it, it looks like we're going up to four. So we got Chiefs and Bills, and earlier today it was three, but I'm looking at the live line, and Matt, I think four is is the consensus here. So Chiefs are four point favorites against the Bills on Sunday. You know I. This is tough because I mean you 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 want Mahomes to be full go and everything and and while I I love this Bill story and Allen's been great, I mean this is rarefied air. Um, Allen Allen ha- Allen hasn't been to this spot yet, and obviously Mahomes has. Mahomes has done it on the on the highest level. I'm going to go ahead and take Chiefs to cover and obviously to win. Yeah, this is tough because I, I love this Bills team. I've just been really enthralled by the story. I think um, the job they've done to kind of unlock Josh Allen has been great. Stephon Diggs has completely turned around that offense. But I, I can't go against Kansas City here. I feel like they cover as well. I think it'll be a good game, but eventually KC pulls away. Um, that, that offense is just so lethal. And defensively, I feel like KC is kind of underrated because you get so caught up in what Mahomes does, but they've been solid all year long. So I'll take, uh, I'll take the chiefs to cover that four points, spread. I like, um, Steven, I, I was looking back and I think we forget what the bills, what they were back in the nineties because the Cowboys, uh, beat them twice. And, and we think more about them, uh, the, the field goals and the, and the, uh, and just the, the utter, uh, the utter sadness they experienced, and then that one game against the Giants. What gets lost in that, that Giants game would have been 
Golly, were they? The Bills in that game, the Giants and Parcells beat them in 1990, I believe. Anyway, um, I, I, I think the Bills from like 90 to 95, we're in there somewhere, 89 to 95. We're, I think they went to the AFC title game five straight years. I mean, that, that can you imagine? That is, I mean, that the only thing that truly, and boy, the Cowboys used to do that. Cowboys used to go a ton. Danny White went to three straight, believe it or not. And we don't ever, because he didn't break through and, and play in a Super Bowl. We don't, we don't think of him as one of the all-time Cowboys greats, but the Cowboys used to go to the NFC title games like crazy. The Bills used to go to NFC, uh, AFC title games like crazy. So, Stephen, it's just uh, it's really fascinating to think back on the Bills' history and then to see them there. And I don't know if there's any fan base that is just as, I mean, they, they maybe Green Bay, maybe Steelers. Okay, and when you think about like fan bases that are just so attached to their team. And people say, what about the Cowboys? Well, the Cowboys are different because it is America's team and their fans everywhere. Some of these other places are so insular in their fandoms. Uh, and, and the Bills, it's not a national fandom uh, or an international fandom like the Cowboys. It is an insular, but it's, it is a true, true passion. And uh, so – I I, uh, I do feel good for Bills fans that they are getting to experience that in every part of the Western New York and all of that. All right, Stephen, uh, it is time to talk to one of our favorite coaches. It is the coach of Baylor Bear Baseball, Steve Rodriguez, returns to the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox next. Tim Mulkey and the Lady Bears all season long here on the home of Lady Bear Basketball. ESPN Central Texas. It's the Lady Bears in Oklahoma Saturday in the Farrell Center. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 7 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Tune in to Bruce Geetson and Maggie Davis-Stanette for Baylor Lady Bear basketball all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. Our biggest storage event just got stronger. The Store More Save More event going on now at the Home Depot. Get the exclusive 77-inch Husky welded I-beam steel shelving for just $179. It now holds up to 10,000 pounds. Plus, it's the only steel shelving with a full lifetime warranty. Find more Husky steel shelving online at homedepot.com. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Limited time only. Vent and dates vary by store. Claim based on 2,500 pounds per shelf when evenly distributed. See store for details. What can help you take advantage of today's low mortgage rates and save money? Rocket can. You could save hundreds of dollars every month by refinancing with Rocket Mortgage at today's near historic low rates. If your current rate is over 4%, you could lower your payment by over $150 a month, saving thousands in interest every year. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. Savings are based on quick and long internal data. Points and fees may apply. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. Analysts consumer access. Dot org number 3030. At Bush's chicken you can always count on getting the best chicken the best tenders and the best tea at the best value bush's chicken simply the best when you drive drowsy you may see things that aren't there a pink armadillo in the road how pretty 
And there's my Aunt Angie riding a sparkly unicorn. However, you may not see things that are there until it's too late. Oh, an oncoming car? So always get plenty of rest before long trips. Take breaks, share the wheel, and avoid driving in the middle of the night. Oh, a friendly nurse. Be safe. Drive smart. Brought to you by TxDOT. Hey, have you thought about buying your first home and weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? Well, it's Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years, and they are ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score, and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Plus, to make sure you know what to look for in selecting that perfect home for you and your family, call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco is currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so that you can access our programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. All right, uh, it is time to talk about uh, Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Oh, start something new. I like this. I like this uh, event that they have going on out there, and uh, Ted Teague and his staff. Uh, they're remarkable. I uh, they, you got to love them for their uh, service. People love their service because they can get in there and get out, and they do it in an amazing way in a very safe way. Uh, 2020 Dodge Charger XST SXT total values 5670 or 0% for 72 months standalone APR. 2020 Dodge Journey, the most affordable third row seating vehicle with uh, total values up to $6,750 for those growing families out there. 2020 Jeep Gladiators, all models up to $4,000 total value. And then, uh, well, that, some of the, this Grand Cherokee, the 2001 Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo, up to 4,250 total values. I've driven uh, Grand Cherokees over the years, have one right now, in fact, and uh, what a great uh, vehicle that is. Uh, it just gets you anywhere you want to go smoothly, and it's just so dependable. Also, those 2021 Ram 1500 Crew Cab Lone Star total values up to 7250 or 0% for 60 months or 2.9% for 72 months plus a $3,000 total value back. Steve Rodrigo Rodriguez, who we're about to talk to, the man loves a good crew cab. Alan Samuels, of course, your friend in the car business. ESPN Central Texas is the home for the 2019 National Champion Lady Bears. It is uh, Matt Mosley's show. Stephen Simcox. And uh, we're rolling along. And uh, we're fortunate to be joined right now. The Baylor baseball coach, Steve Rodriguez on the line and uh coach excited to be talking some uh baseball again and uh and by the way i appreciate it you were uh, one of the first folks from baylor one of the first coaches to uh reach out to me when i had my uh bike accident and uh i uh as you probably uh know i was off the air for a couple of months there but uh it's good to be back and i appreciate you uh 
you check it on me like you did. No, absolutely, Matt. Hey, uh, uh, you know what? I heard about it. Just want to make sure you're doing well, and the fact that you're back on the air and uh, having to deal with talking to me—that that's a good sign. <laughs> it's, it's something I take uh, great pleasure in. I look forward to, and uh, it's just fun to be talking about baseball again, and man, hearing about oh, here's the you know the start of uh, the season coming up, February uh, six, and uh, other teams are getting involved. I was reading about tournaments uh yesterday in fact i was mad i was like man i want the i want baylor to be in this tournament up here at the new ballpark and i was waiting to see all the all the names but where are you in uh as as you get closer and here we are late uh, january um where, where are you uh coaching the workouts and and are you uh is the excitement level starting to uh really go now that you kind of have this vote and you know a little bit more what the schedule is going to look like well, I, I think the conference schedule, uh, we kind of had a really good idea about what was going to happen. It was just a matter of how many games and how many days. Uh, we, we've had an understanding about which weekends we were going to be at home, which ones we were going to be on the road. Um, and so we, we kind of knew, but it's nice to have that finalized. Uh, with the opportunity, if things start to get a little crazy at the beginning of the season, we can still pivot into a, a four-game weekend. Uh, but for us, I mean, shoot, we're out here, we're practicing, uh, we're doing our individual skill work, uh, guys are healthy, uh, guys came back really excited, uh, you know, we're going to open up against Jacksonville State on February 19th, and uh, I know the Globe Life Tournament, uh, we have an invite to that in a couple years, so we will be up there, but uh, we're going to be at home the first weekend, and then the next weekend we'll be down in Round Rock to play A&M, Auburn, and Oklahoma. Oh, A and M Auburn. Okay, well that is that's getting some big time uh, programs uh, together. I like that. That is uh, that that is we got to we got to come see that one, and we'll see you know what all the protocols are. I would say um, you know, Steve, do you do you have a way of you know baseball players, especially college baseball players, they love to hang out together. And as you as you know, high school and college players they they always are like up on top of each other, basically in dugouts and messing around. I mean, it's just that's part of the fun of college baseball is the camaraderie that happens <laughs> in a dugout. Do you what do you do to kind of uh, as you've kind of had to learn about all this, and hopefully we'll have a vaccine that the young people can get sooner rather than later. But how do you how do you kind of make sure all your guys are following everything, and do you have to almost you almost have to put tape in the dugout to say, hey, you can't, you got to sit this far apart? Well, that's one of the great things about our facility is I think we have some of the biggest dugouts, I'll say, possibly in the country. I mean, they're 75 feet long, so we have plenty of space for, for quite a few bodies to be able to be in. Then we have uh, bullpens, and, and we have extra area. So, you know, for us, uh, the spacing of it is not so much the big deal. But like you said, protocols, when you're dealing with college-age kids, you know, that's they want to hang out. They want to do stuff. You know, isolating uh, kids for 18 to 22 years old, you know, is really difficult. Uh, they have a hard time with it. And so uh, they, they understand what the, the situation is. They understand protocols. They understand having to wear a face mask out here. Um, you know, in the open air, they have to wear their gaiters when we're inside. When they get close to somebody, they got to pull it up. And they're so used to it now that it's actually kind of funny because they, they don't even realize it. But we we we're really really proud of these guys for just being able to make some pivots like on a, a quick turn because they 
you know, they're throwing a lot of different protocols at them, a lot of different things we're asking of them. And to be honest, they just go, okay, and then they just do it. They don't worry about it uh, because, you know, they realize they can complain about it and then they will still have to do it or they can just do it. And I'm really proud of their reaction to all the things that they're being asked to do, all the different testing policies and protocols that we're having to do. But they realize uh, in order for us to play, they're going to have to abide by those things. Talking to Steve Rodriguez, Baylor baseball coach, and uh, I kind of like coach that they're sleeping on the Bears a little bit. Uh, I saw some of the top twenty-five rankings come come out. Although it it still seems like Big Twelve coaches understand where your program is, and I think I saw maybe like fourth in the conference. And and in the past, you you know you've you've uh, been ranked around there, and then you'll end up running off like seventeen straight wins. So we sort of know what to expect on all the. Uh, the uh, so-called experts. Ta- tell me a little <laughs> bit about uh, uh, your returning starters. You know that the rotation, especially this season, you're going depth's going to be such a huge thing. Jimmy Winston, uh, Hayden Kettler's a guy who obviously got injured a couple of years ago, and we've really tracked his progress. And he was a guy seemingly a couple of seasons ago was on his way to being a really big time pitcher for you uh, talk about those two guys if you don't mind in particular where they are right now well what's funny is i just watched them pitch um <laughs> that's the funny thing uh they you know they are out here right now they're doing well um you know we're excited about having that senior leadership with our super seniors who are going to be here uh we have quite a few of them back and the majority of them are actually uh are on the pitching staff which which gives a great depth kind of like you mentioned earlier depth is going to be a big thing this year and every team is going to have it uh we know that and so we're expecting a lot of teams to just be able to have the 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 arms to withstand a lot of the season uh but that's going to be the biggest thing in regards to our season is the depth and, and just making sure guys stay healthy and uh making sure that we can just put them in the right positions to succeed, which I think we've done a pretty good job. And, you know, like you talked about the rankings and all that other stuff, you know, it's really hard to, like, I always look at those things and kind of giggle because, uh, you know, they're going off of what, you know, 14 to 16 games last year and then no baseball and, you know, everybody's coming back and nobody knows who's really coming in. And so they're, they're just kind of going off of what they know or what they think they know. But like I tell our guys every year, like it, it doesn't really matter how it all starts. It's just how it all finishes. Yeah, and your guys, when they shut it down last year, were starting to just pound the baseball, and you won a big tournament. There was some excitement that was starting to brew with that team last year, so I don't see any reason, uh, though you've lost a couple of guys to the draft, I don't see any reason why you can't pick up there, not to put any pressure on you. but uh, what, uh, <laughs> No pressure at all. <laughs> what about some of the uh, younger uh, talent? There's a couple of guys I want to ask you about. One is a guy from Midway, uh, Will Rigney, another pitcher, uh, happen to know his dad, a good banker in town, um, and uh, and a good Baylor man. What uh, Rigney, and then also I want to hear from you on uh, on Shapen, the young Blake Shapen, who I know you and uh, Coach Aranda have have had to meet to kind of work out a schedule that'll hopefully allow him to help the Bears in spring football, but also uh, uh, continue to, to to be a part of your you know big part of your baseball program. No, absolutely. Will Rigney is something we're, somebody we're really excited about this year. Um, had, had some arm soreness last year and was kind of battling through that. And we really think that it's been fixed. Um, he feels really good right now. And so we're excited about where uh, the prospects of him being a really good pitcher for us this year and contributing in a big way on the mound. You know, Charlie, like you said, is a Baylor guy, played here 
uh, played for Baylor baseball and uh, excited to have just the, the family tradition. I know a couple years back when we actually had our alumni game, uh, we had Will Chase uh, or face Charlie uh, in the game. That was just a really fun and exciting thing, you know, to say that you actually had a chance to, to face your son and pitch against your dad. Um, it is a pretty cool thing. Uh, and Blake shape, I'll tell you what Blake shape and, um, he, he's, he's a special talent. He really is. He has a uh, really good hand watching him around the move around the infield. You know, you can just kind of tell he just needs some repetition, uh, with some things and, uh, but watching him and watching him go about his business and how, uh, how the actions that he has on defense, watching his hands, his feet. And, uh, you know, he just, he's just got to catch up offensively a little bit. His timing is a bit off, which it should be. Um, in fact, most of our guys are kind of dealing with that coming off of a long uh, winter break. Uh, but we're, we're excited about the opportunity you know, for us, uh, getting him to be out here as much as possible to, to kind of learn some of the offensive plays and the defensive stuff, especially for the infield. Um, and then once, you know, once they start up spring football, Coach Rand and I are going to reconvene and just talk about schedules because, you know, according to, to Dave, we're gonna, he's going to have an opportunity to win that starting uh, quarterback spot. So we want to make sure uh, Blake has an opportunity to do that as well. Uh, but I know he really loves playing baseball. He loves being out here with these guys and this opportunity. So we're going to make sure we take advantage of it the best we can. Wow, I love it. I love it, Coach. Steve Rodriguez on with us. We talk football. We talk baseball. You are a man for all seasons, and I know you, uh, you're a guy who loves to go to the other sports and, and support those. So, uh, but now let me ask you, though, off of the, what you were just talking about, where do you see Blake fitting in early in his career? Do you see shortstop or do you see one of the uh, other spots, second base? Where do you uh, – is have you started or are you still kind of open-minded about that? I'm very open-minded, and uh, like I tell our guys, I said the best thing you can do is just play well and let me figure out where to play you and then play really well right there. Um, so, like, for him, I would love to keep him in the infield um, in some capacity. Um, I've been teaching our guys and just really telling our guys to make sure that they know how to play every infield spot because, obviously, with coronavirus and some possible contact tracing, you know, you just don't know who might get knocked out at some point. So we're going to have to make sure we fill those spots and, you know, there's nothing worse than having a spot open and you can't play it. And so, you know, I've really made it pretty clear that they need to know how to play all those spots. And, and the same thing for Blake. You know, it's, it's going to be a tough thing for him to kind of hit the ground running. Uh, but my job is just to put him in a spot where he's going to help our team. He's going to play well. And he's going to get an op- opportunity to allow some of those talents that he has to really flourish on this baseball field. Yeah, it's going to be, boy, it's going to be fun. And this is going to be a, uh, a really, really fun team to, to watch. You can't wait. I think there's some mystery, but there's also some names we've known coming back to help this pitching staff. It is Steve Rodriguez, Baylor baseball coach, joining the Matt Mosley show. Go ahead, Steve. Coach, uh, I remember you saying yesterday, I think you said you have either 27 or 28 pitchers on this roster. Um, does, does that change at all, kind of how you manage in the game as far as just having knowing you have that many arms does that give you an ability to, to kind of match up um just with different batters and that kind of thing more it does it gives you a, a ton of more options and that's one great thing for myself and coach strauss our pitching coach to be able to kind of maneuver through that uh the biggest thing and this is probably going to be one of the things that a lot of schools are going to be trying to manage is just being able to get the proper workload uh to the guys you know making sure that they can get their innings making sure uh, they can get an opportunity to go out there. Um, obviously, every spot is going to be earned, you know. But at the same time, you want guys to be able to go out there and kind of show who they are and what they can do, so we can kind of do some quick evaluations to kind of see where they fall 
uh, throughout the rest of the season. So that's going to be something that we're going to try to do early on, uh, see how many arms we can get out there and see what they do against a different colored uniform. Uh, but for the most part, uh, it's going to be it's going to be nice to have the amount of arms that we're supposed to have as long as they stay healthy. All right, that's what we want to see out of you, Coach. Uh, uh, just a lot of pitching changes during games, about seven or eight. That'll be exciting. Yeah, nothing like a nice six-inning, uh, six-hour ball game with the amount of pitching changes that are possible. That's, that, I don't think that's fun for anybody. <laughs> exactly. All right, well, we uh, it was fun catching up with you. We've been talking a lot today about, uh, boy, the loss of Hank Aaron. I'm sure you'll talk to your uh, players about that, uh, Coach, but uh, what a – what an amazing man! What an amazing example! And I tell you, these these young kids, and I, I I know they've all heard the name and they know a little bit about the history, but I'm sure someone like you, and you're about my age, but so we didn't really uh, get to see him play. But uh, my goodness, uh, you talk about a giant in the game. I, I would say, what an example to be able to talk to your guys about. No, absolutely. I th- you know you know even with the passing of Don Sutton, uh, Tommy Lasorda. You know, you're starting to get into guys who are passing away that a lot of us really watched um, growing up. I mean, obviously now with Hank Aaron, and you want to talk about uh, a powerful and a mystique of a person uh, with what he did um, on many levels uh, in regards to the, being able to, to help this game move forward in a lot of different capacities. And and, <laughs> and the fact that he did it uh, in such a raw kind of nature is absolutely amazing. Uh, I think he's one of those guys, and you can kind of see the spirit that he had whenever he had the opportunity to speak in front of people and, and go out and do some things just because he had such a joyous heart and that you could see that, and it was evident in kind of how he went about his daily life. Yeah, it is, uh, it, it's remarkable, and you're right, Don Sutton made <laughs> – I was just amazed at that. The guy over whatever, 25 seasons, he never missed a start. It was just like, oh, my God, you know, this era of Tommy John surgeries and, you know, caring for arms and, and always wanting to think about that. Just, it is kind of unbelievable to look back on some of those uh, some of those names from the past. All right, uh, Coach, we can't wait to, to see you guys get started and play, and it's, it's fun to, to have you on again. Really appreciate it. Matt, I appreciate it, man. How is the recovery going for you? Good, good. Everything's um, everything's on point, and uh, I, I find that um, I'm actually I think more lively and colorful on air when I'm on pain meds. So, uh, <laughs> it, it <laughs> so that makes for some great questions. I can tell you that. <laughs> so anyway, no, it's fine. I, I really appreciate you uh, checking on me, and, and uh, I'm doing. The, I'm hitting as you would instruct me to do. I'm hitting the physical therapy extremely hard. So uh, so yeah, and, and I really appreciate you asking. I'm uh, I'm doing much better, and uh, the hope is I can uh, I can at some point make a full recovery. Oh, that's awesome to hear, man. I'm glad to hear that. Well, there he goes, the great Steve Rodrigo Rodriguez, Baylor baseball coach and uh, the man who will lead the Bears into action as they get ready to go. J-Mo is standing by the John Morris Show from 2 to 3 every day. That is next. We'll see you tomorrow.